continuing our talks about Canada's first ever National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. I'm looking forward to this. Um, you'll remember Golden Eagle. Um, probably, I would say, has had more impact on our audience than any other caller in the history of the show as long as I've been doing it. Uh, as soon as he started speaking, uh, you lit up. You loved what he had to say in the way that he said it. We've had him back since then, and we're going to do it again today. Um, his name's Marcel. Good morning, Marcel. How are you? Good morning, Shay. How are you doing? Good. Uh, our audience knows he has Golden Eagle, though. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Oswalke Hill. Okay. Uh, so there's, that's the name my mother gave me. There's three names that I know you by. Walk us through that. Marcel, that's the name that you use most commonly, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the other one, Oswalke Did I say that right? Sure, Oswalke Okay. That's yeah. your given name. Yeah. What's Golden Eagle? Well, that's Oswalke Hill. That's the translation of that. That's the translation, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Listen, first ever... So I, got, I have your name. I have your name if you want it today. Oh, I've got a name now. What is it? <laughs> it's suiting. It's fitting. It's it's perfect. Okay, go and for all it. All the listeners will appreciate it. It's Wapestaguan. Wapestaguan? Wapestaguan. Wapestaguan. What does that mean? White hair. <laughs> Seriously, you're going to start off right like that, are you, Golden Eagle? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> only white, only people with white hair have the wisdom and the knowledge. Okay, all right. You put a nice spin on it. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you're the guy. I, you're here because you have the wisdom and you have the knowledge. And I want, I, I wanted to talk to you on this day because it is Canada's first national day for truth and reconciliation. And you and I have talked off the air about for a lot of people like me. Uh, we had a real eye-opener uh, back in May. Um, yeah. You know, the, the people who live in the communities, they knew this was coming, and, and they've been talking about it for a long time. And for a lot of people like me, it was, whoa, wait a minute. And I've talked to you about, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to right. be helpful. And I think there's a lot of people in my position. So on this National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, for people like me, what do you do? I mean, what's the best way to, to use this day properly? Well, for, from, from my perspective, what I would do or what I do or what I plan to do is um, I start with a smudge. I think my brother Billy gave me his sweetgrass here. I'm in his house in Fort St. John. And typically before we speak in our, in our culture, we're taught to, to light the sweetgrass or the sage or the fungus and, and smudge ourselves and to ask the Creator to speak through us so that we have the right words and the right temperament. And, and, and deliver the right message, right? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, for a, from a colonial perspective, it's, it's about um, compassion and understanding and, and allowing the truth to come out. Um, a lot of the times our people are told to get over it or that was in the past or, or we won the war and it's our land now. And, you know, all these, all, all these negative things, um, and uh, nobody really steps forward to, to be accountable and say, yes, our ancestor did, our ancestors done this. Um, this cre- they, they carried out a genocide on the Native people of, of, of this continent. And um, we want to move forward, right? And we want to move forward towards healing. Our father, my dad, Albert, um, he always spoke about inclusion. Uh, I know he was hurt in his heart because 
I told you guys before, um, all their land was taken around Wolf Lake and they were forcibly removed by police and government from all their land. And now um, there's a CFB Coal Lake there, there's refineries there. Uh, all the companies in Calgary benefit from that, but none of the families benefit from that land. Uh, my dad's never been able to return home in his 89 years and we buried him uh, just the other day, right? We buried him in my mom's reserve just the other day. So he's never going to see, he never seen this truth and reconciliation, this first step by Canada or the settlers for that matter. And I think he would have been really happy about that because it takes an effort to get to this point. It does. It, right? does. it, it doesn't just happen. Um, people have to be willing. And I'm, I'm seeing that more and more. We're always going to have the negativity. We're always going to have the racism or, or the arrogance. But if, if, if that's all you see, then you need to look inside yourself also. Let me, let, you know let, me stop, let me stop you there for a sec, because you know what? I, I sit here, and as we're talking, uh, it's not happening now, but earlier this morning when we were talking, you know, about truth and reconciliation, th- those texts come through, the ones that you mentioned, oh, get over it, quit whining, I didn't have anything to do with this, enough, you know. Um, what's, what's, how, uh, I get angry, I get angry, and I know that is not what you ever recommend. You always say that is the worst thing you can do. What is the proper way to, to address that? to handle that and to and to try and speak to these people and say no one's saying you did anything but you need to be part of the solution how, how do you have that conversation well first of all you need to t- take a deep breath and anyone that knows me and knows the old me knows anger was my first response right and lashing out and uh but that never got me anywhere that got me in trouble that had me making life choices that i never thought i'd have to make and uh and listening more and more to my dad um, in his, in his, in his, these final months leading up to his passing, um, it, he, he talks about sagitin, sagitin is love, right? Kindness and respect. And nothing will ever change what happened in Canada. Nothing will ever change that. Nothing will ever change. But uh, we have to become that change as individuals, whether we're Native or European or African or Chinese or whatever. We have to change our, ourselves, our perspective, our beliefs uh, may have to change in order to accommodate this, this truth and reconciliation. In order to implement, we have to work together. And the My initial- dad always told a story about, uh, about a pack of dogs. They used to rely on, on, on huskies to, uh, to um, carry out their daily lives on the trap line. My dad, his dad, their dad. But they used to have problems with the dogs. The dogs would fight. And my dad would say, "If five, you can't lead five dogs. Or five dogs, if they don't work together, will fight and they'll never move forward. They always need uh, to work together and they always need a leader. Right now, we don't have those leaders. We don't have those leaders in seats of power um, as PMOs or premiers. I mean, there's, there's things that are being done right now, but I believe it's cosmetic. Like, that's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we need champions that, that really believe in truth and reconciliation, both from a colonial lens and from a Native perspective. Because there are, there are Native people out here, and myself probably included, that don't believe truth and reconciliation is anything more than a buzzword. But today, uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was speaking in Ottawa about truth and reconciliation, and that's a first. Right? That's a first. That is progress, right? It is progress. It, maybe it won't happen in my lifetime. And I told my daughter this. I said, maybe it won't happen in my lifetime, 
maybe I won't see it, but maybe she will, or maybe my grandsons will. And so for that, for the time I'm, I have left on earth, it's up to me to instill these good values in my, in my children or my grandchildren or their children, right? My dad passed away with 36 grandchildren and 47 great-grandchildren. And we, we honored him at his funeral in our ways, in our customs, with our songs and our, and our, and our pipe ceremonies. And it was a good celebration of his life. It was hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard. My dad was loved by many and all of us. But the beauty of having our ceremonies um, front and center, right? It was, it, was, it was fantastic. And so that's what we have to get back to from the Native perspective. We have to understand our culture. We have to, have to learn our language. We have to learn our ceremonies. But the same goes for the colonial or the settlers of Canada. There's no white people. There is no, as far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing as white people. There's no such thing as black people. There's no such thing as yellow people or red people. You know, people need to understand who they are and where they come from. If you're Ukrainian, then you need to understand where your people come from. Ukrainians had it tough, too, before they came to Canada, right? Same with the Polish people. They had it tough, too, with the potato famine or the Jewish people in Auschwitz. We need to understand where we come from. We need to learn our language and share that with the world, you know, and, and share our cultures with one another and teach one another. And, and perhaps it gives us a chance to 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 uh, to grow. Like the seed's been planted today. Today the seed's been planted. I wasn't going to wear an orange shirt because sometimes I feel we wear shirts and T-shirts and we wear ribbons and, and it's not enough. But I wore a shirt for my mom. My mom is Indian number 19 at the residential school. Not Elma, not Pasquamastos, but number 19. And all the children I went to school during her time and before her time uh, that were kidnapped, that were incarcerated in the residential schools, that suffered uh, rape or beatings or whatever, whatever they went through, the trauma of that experience. And it's so fitting to wear orange today. Now, orange, I talk to my family, when we use orange in ceremony, we pray and we ask the Buffalo Spirit to, to, to work with us in our community, in our family, to bring us that strength for the buffalo that always weathers the storm, that circles the family and protects the family through any adversity or danger. You know, and we pray for the four-legged beings with the color orange. With the color orange, if you understand the chakras, let's say the chakras, it talks about uh, understanding and accepting your sexuality, understanding your emotions, and believing in who you are, etc. So that's fitting that the whole country is wearing the color orange today, and we're 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 honoring the Indian residential schools and the kids that didn't make it home, the parents that lost their kids and the grandparents that lost their kids that were stifled, their emotions were stifled, their sexuality was stifled and beaten out of them, that we're all wearing orange now to honor that. And at all at the same time, the whole country is wearing the same color we take in ceremony to pray so that we can understand our emotions. Isn't that beautiful? It is. And then, like you say, you know, it's progress. I need to take a quick break, but we're going to keep talking. We'll be back in, in just a minute with, uh, with Marcel, a.k.a. Golden Eagle. Continuing our chat with... Uh, Golden Eagle on this uh, National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, and uh, 
We were only going to chat for half, half an hour, Marcel. We might have to go longer. I, I don't know what it. I do know what it is about you. You, you have a way about you that uh, I feel the same thing. But Angie says, from the guests I've listened to today, they're light years ahead of the government and settlers and ways of thinking, and they always have been. Curtis says, "Good guest." Uh, Elaine says, "Thank you for bringing Golden Eagle on again, and please pass along condolences on the loss of his father. No doubt, as wise a man as he is." Cindy says, "We can all take a lesson from Golden Eagle. He is wise, and we all need to listen and go." forward with his wisdom. Well said, Golden Eagle. Thank you for speaking with us today. Um, another listener, very good guest. He recognizes the struggles of all immigrants to this country. I love hearing a balanced perspective. You have a way about you, friend. Um, the way you speak and the way you share the message, it resonates with people. Well, I think um, I'm going to keep referring to my dad because he's been on my mind and my heart. And uh, my brother, um, he's a chief in our community, and he spoke about our father uh, during his services, and he talked about despite the adversities that that my dad and mom and their, our people went through, he always talked about uh, inclusivity or including people and welcoming people to wow, welcoming them into our community, welcoming them into our life. Uh, and I think because because um, we all have something to share and offer, right? Mm-hmm. We all have something to improve each other's lives. If we take uh, if we take the behavior uh, of the racism, arrogance, and animosity aside, or the anger, or the or the what have you, and put it to the side, not forget it, but put it to the side. Yeah, and we work on the relationship with we with each other. That's what we do with our children. That's what we do with our toddlers, right? Yeah, we we put the tantrum to the side, and we get down on their level and and kneel down and and in, in the trench with them and. And work on the relationship with each other. That's the most important thing. And I think that's what my dad was trying to tell us uh, about loving everybody and being kind to one another. Because we don't know what the people have gone through. You know, my my friend Heidi in in Red Deer come from a war-torn country where they're escaping bombs and tanks and and bullets to get here. And she's she's a successful um, film producer. Right. Yeah. She 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 produced a, a film called um, Breaking Stigmas, and I posted it on on Twitter. And um, and I worked with uh, with Patrick Buffalo and Mesquites. I were he's my mentor, and he, he last two weeks before my dad passed away, he was we were doing work on myself about bitterness and dealing with injustice and dealing with how life has been unfair and letting that crap go. And learning to move forward from a from a place of generosity and 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 gratitude. What are we grateful for? What are we grat? What are what are what are we grateful for? In our language, we say "nanaskabun kakiao." Well, up until two three weeks ago, working with Patrick, I probably didn't really feel it. Right, "nanaskabun kakiao" means grateful for many things. And so I let some bitterness go, and I let some anger go. Working doing the healing with horses, and and I think. That that that's what everybody needs to do. Every person that walks on this continent needs to work on themselves in some sense. We've all experienced trauma. Sure, yeah, whether we all have was, our own whether stuff. It was minor or major. Yep. And so I think we all need to work on ourselves in order to move forward. Right. Yeah. Our neighbor needs to work on themselves. We need to work on ourselves, but we can't go around pointing our fingers and telling people what they should or shouldn't do. Right. No, we can't I, point out problems, but what we need to do is set the example 
and maybe our kids will get it. Maybe their grandkids will get it. Right? Um, I got to take a break for the news. Can can you stick around? Because uh, I'm telling you, people, pe- somebody wants to run for premier now. Nicole says you should be the premier. Um, can you stick around? <laughs> I was going to tell you that today. I was thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> but people That's have funny. questions, and they they want to know. Uh, they they want to pick your brain. So can we take a break? Take the news, and then we'll come back and continue this. Okay. Ask questions. Okay. Excellent. All right. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right. All right. Continuing our discussion now with Golden Eagle, Marcel. Um, who, who is uh, just a, a guy, a caller, a friend of mine, and uh, someone that I, I don't want to pump your tires up too much here, Golden Eagle. I don't want this to go to your head, but uh, Mo says, Golden Eagle is our native father and our grandfather. His wisdom is so peaceful and respectful. I could listen to him all day, every day. People just, I mean, I could go through dozens of texts just like that one. But let's get to the questions they're asking because uh, they recognize that you might have some answers for them. And one that I've gotten from several of our listeners so far today is, could you please explain exactly what truth and reconciliation means? What does it look like? What is it? We keep hearing about it. What does it look like to Indigenous people? Well, one of the... That's one of the teachings of the Creator, one of the seven sacred teachings is truth, to always speak the truth, right? And I know we all we all don't speak the truth, you know. We all sometimes tell little white lies to our kids about Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, or we tell our wives that the, the genes don't make her ass look fat. But uh, aside from those <laughs> comical times in our life, uh, we, don't, we all don't speak the truth. And uh, the reality is if we did speak the truth, the truth would hurt right? Mm-hmm. Truth hurts. It cuts deep sometimes. But, uh, but the beauty of it is, um, is if you can speak the truth and come from a place of I, uh, of I believe and I feel, or, and, and of gratitude, because you're going to grow, you're going to learn. My friend and I were talking about this the other day, Amanda, about, about speaking the truth, you know, and um, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it hurts, we have to do it. And that's one of the Creator's laws. If the truth was easy, would we speak it, you know? Right. Would we do it all the time? No, but we're going to grow. And and truth and reconciliation, I don't know what that means. I don't. I I was thinking about that very thing yesterday and this morning, uh, leading up to, 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 to me coming on the show when you asked me. I don't know what truth and reconciliation looks like. Right? Because we know don't where... know what the end is. It's a process, right? Well, here's what I believe. I believe because we are the original inhabitants of this land. We're not First Nations. We didn't get here. We were here. Right. Right? So that being said, our ancestors signed treaty to share. But that's not what happened. It's like we signed treaty and then and now the settlers got Canada, lock, stock, and barrel. And we're confined to these little reserves, right? And uh, we live in poverty with dirty water, right? And poor infrastructure. And, and and the reality is, there should not be one person living in Canada in poverty, homeless or hungry, with so much resources, so much bounty, so much 
revenue generated in this country, there should not be one person living in poverty and hungry, let alone their Aboriginal people, because this is our land. But for me, truth and reconciliation looks like this. Half of the parliament belongs to the native people. Half of the half of the legislatures belong to the native people. Half of the Senate belongs to the native people. Half of the justice belongs to the native people. Right? You understand where you see where I'm going? Yeah, we've got a bunch of people asking, you know, do we need to have an indigenous Senate, an indigenous arm of our government? Well, I think we need to need half of that, or at least 51%, right? And nobody represents us, Shay, in, in government, really. Nobody, right? Uh, Stephen Harper, we weren't high on his radar, especially the missing and murdered women, right? The only time we get, we, we get mentioned is around election time and people come knocking on the doors of the communities. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I think what needs to happen is we need to dismantle the, 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 the government of Canada and, and build a new a new one built on the spirit and intent of treaty and sharing. Half of it belongs to the native people and half of it belongs to the settlers and the newcomers, right? It's it's not fair to us to sit here and watch immigrants come into our country, new immigrants, and, and they get started off. You know that's, that's not okay. going to... I mean, that's an ideal... You know that's not going to happen, Marcel, right? Right, right. And that's okay. But I think... I think that's what we need, and that's what I, that's what I believe. I think we need to dismantle. I, we need to dismantle the the, uh, the the government of Canada and, and rebuild it. There's 13 premiers in Canada, and they're all white people or European descent, right? And yeah. nobody speaks to the native people in our in our land. Look at the province of Alberta. Uh, I don't think they did they did they make this a holiday today. Did they acknowledge it. No, they did not. You know, and uh, and this shouldn't be a question. It should be unequivocal, right? Yeah, I, and it is in many parts of this country. Um, oh, it is. I, I, another question people are asking, and um, maybe I'll ask this one after a short break. People are saying, "How? Uh, where do they?" learn these stories like you know they're, they're asking for they're saying you know instead of the the talking heads that we see and you talked about that the politicians that talk about this when it's an election campaign you know and, and um and and native leaders in this country who who talk about things when they're up for election and things like that it's people like you though i think that have the most impact and they're saying where where, where do i get this kind of information i mean my oh. my answer to that marcel would be reach out i mean i i reached out to you and you said you know Let's talk, and we did. That that's the way to do it, right? Just share the experience. You know, in our in our culture, we're taught that when we want something, when we need something, whether it's learning, teaching, information, support, prayers, we offer tobacco to elders, and we place that tobacco in their hand, and we hold their hand, and we tell them what it is we want. I'll put that tobacco in my dad's hand, and I'd say. I need prayers for my family. My daughter's sick in a hospital. I need prayers for my family. I'm working on this new business. Uh, you know, I, I want to learn how to build a sweat lodge. I want to learn how to ride a horse. All these things, anything that you want, you go see an elder and you put that tobacco in their hand. All Native people across this country understand tobacco. They understand the offering of tobacco. The simplest thing you could do is offer them tobacco from a place of genuine 
genuine generosity, being genuine and grateful, and offering that, and and, and asking the question. You know, we're tired of apologies and we're tired of sorry. So don't go out and say I'm sorry because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> that won't go well, right? But what will go well is if you come from a place of learning and wanting to understand, offer the tobacco, ask the question. And if they can't help you, they'll direct you to somebody that can. It's that simple. Okay. And for me, if somebody wants to learn from me, I say, come spend time with me. Right. Come to our family sweat lodge. Come to the farm and split wood, and I'll tell you something. I'll teach you something. I'll teach you how to split wood. Marcel, hang on for a second. I'm going to tell my story about, he's not lying. Uh, audience. He means this. I'll share that story with you when we come back right after this. Back, continuing our chat with Marcel, a.k.a. Golden Eagle, and uh, I want to tell this story, Marcel, because you're saying, you know what? Just ask me if you want to know, and I did that, and and I reached out to you, and I'm a big believer in you can have all kinds of preconceived notions. You can have all kinds of beliefs and misconceptions that, um, don't survive first contact, right? And when you get out and you share an experience and you meet people and you talk to them and you're part of their world, even for a brief moment, a lot of the things that you believe and a lot of the things that you've been taught fall away because you see the reality. So I reached out to you and you reached out to me and said, hey, we're having a, I, I, don't, I don't even know what you call it. It was sort of a vigil at the Charles Council Hospital and you invited me, my wife, to come out um, and we did. And I can't tell you how much I learned, how moved we were, um, how eye-opening it was, and how it just furthered my understanding, hearing the stories of people who had family members in that building, uh, people who were in that building themselves. Just that shared experience, Marcel, goes farther than anything you can read or anything a politician can tell you, just actually walking the walk and sharing the story, right? I think so. I mean, it's important to to honor those... uh those people that um, that suffered at the Charles Council. I mean, it was a hospital, but at the same time, it was an experimental hospital. Kids were having surgeries, and God knows what done to them. My mom spent 13 days for 13 months, four days, and seven hours there in that hospital with uh, TB. She saw kids from uh, from the north, tattooed Inuit kids, come down, and uh, and uh, she saw kids from the prairies come, native kids from the prairies, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in that hospital. And uh, she made a lifelong friend there and uh, and talked about the good experiences there. That's one of the things that my mother talks about. Yeah, there was hardship and horrible things done at uh, the residential school and the, and, uh, and the Charles Camsels of this world and the Kamloops of this world. But she talks about friendships. She told me stories about the friends that she made from BC. That their or, or yeah, I think from BC, their family would mail them dried fish or or, or food, and the, and they'd share it with each other, and they'd make friends and tell stories and sing songs or whatever about their culture, which probably they did in secret because uh, that kind of stuff wasn't allowed. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and when we were at the Charles Council. Um, we were raising awareness for all those kids that are in unmarked graves, uh, that didn't return home, all the families uh, that uh, that lost their children and never saw them again. Can you imagine oh, Jay, no. losing no. your kids and no. never being never being told what happened to them? Of course not. It's it's the worst, the absolute worst. 
Now, I anticipate there's probably hundreds of thousands or probably at least 100,000 unmarked graves. That's my estimation. Yeah, That's and the number I'm coming to. They're more discovering, uh, you know, uh, every day almost. Um, I got that experience because you invited me. I think, yeah. I think for some people it's sort of, and you and I have talked about this, a lot of us don't know what to do. We want to do something. We want to be part of this. Um, you invited me in, so I had that opportunity. And I'll tell you, a little bit nervous, Golden Eagle. I don't know how I'm going to be received. I think there's some implied guilt that a lot of us are carrying around, and we need to realize all that, as you said, has to be put away. That has to be left in the back, and we need to move forward with progress. But how do other people get the same experience that I had, where somebody like you said, well, well come down and share with us? How can people well, get just, that? I just keep inviting. If somebody wants to learn, I just keep inviting. You know, my friend Amanda and I, we've been... Uh, we do energy work. We call it healing work, or people call it Reiki or chakra work, or traditionalists call it healing with hands. Uh, we combine that with ceremony and prayers and healing with horses, with Patrick Buffalo. And, and we do this work, and we do this work for all nations, not just Native people. Yeah. Right? And, and we're, we're vocal about it, or we put it on Facebook, or we do empaths in the park. We haven't done that for a while, but... We need to get back to that and invite people to, to begin their healing journey. Because who doesn't want to heal? Who wants to move? Who doesn't want to move forward from, from, from a life of guilt or shame or pain or whatever we've gone through? Who doesn't want to let that shit go? Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> let that crap go, all right? And, uh, and, um, and move forward in a good way. You know, when the work I did with Patrick on letting some of the bitterness go and, uh, and the animosity... Uh, a few weeks ago, it, it, it probably saved my life. The very first time I met Patrick, um, it probably saved my life because I was thinking of taking my own life. I was I was in a uh, depression and suicidal thoughts and suicidal ideation. And I'm so thankful I had ceremony and I found Patrick. My brother George introduced me to him, and uh, and um, and ever since then, it's been uh, it's been wonderful working with Patrick and his his horses and and uh, doing some work for PTSD from when I was policing and uh, and letting go of some of that childhood experience from being uh, uh, sexually abused or beaten and, and working through that. So who wouldn't want to let that stuff go? Who wouldn't want to get through that, right? So Amanda and I, uh, we do the work, and it might sound like a, I'm doing a plug here, but Amanda started working with uh, Leanne Powers in St. Albert, I think it is doing the, the hands-on healing that she does, right? The yeah. empath. Yeah. And it's not something that we talk about in every day where, it's, where it's, it's, it's allowed and it's accepted. People still look at you when you talk about mental health as uh, from a place of stigma, right? Stigmatization. Sure, of course, yeah. You talk about mental health and people don't want to talk to you anymore, right? You talk about feeling suicidal and people don't want to be around you anymore, right? Yeah. But if we, if we put our guards down and... and, uh, and uh, and work with somebody that wants help, right? Put the behaviors to the side right. and work on the relationship. Always, always, that's the first step. Even with your own children and your own family members, put the behaviors to the side. You can always come back and revisit the behaviors, but the behaviors are usually a result of the trauma, right? Okay, if people have been listening to you and I yammer on here for an hour now, and they're inspired, 
by some stroke of luck, more you than me. Um, and they're thinking, you know what? Okay, I want to take that first step today on this first National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. I want to take the step down that road. But I don't know how. What do they do right. when, when, when you and I are off the air in a few minutes here? What do they do? What's the first step? What do they, how do they get started on this? Well, for me, if, if somebody wants to start that journey, then they're going to have to set that intention, right? Whether you're a praying man or not, whether you're a praying woman or not, energy is, is, is a reality of the world we live in. Mm-hmm. We talk about the Great Spirit or Manitou or God, or people talk about Buddha or Jesus. However you pray, as long as you believe in that and you have that faith, right? Even if you don't pray and you understand that the world is is full of energy and full of, uh, of, of helpers or whatever it is you need to, however you need to say it, take your tobacco, hold it in your heart hand, hold it to your heart and set your intention. What is it you want? What is it you want? And speak to it, just like you're speaking to you and I right now, Shay. Mm-hmm. Right when I when I'm out in the, out in the bush, I think that's when I'm I'm my best. When I'm picking medicines, I'm speaking to the trees, and when I'm picking medicines, I'm speaking to the plants and the animals. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to understand nature and become one of it. You know, and and it may sound strange to some people to speak like this. Um, they probably would have burned me and Patrick and Amanda at the stake a few hundred years ago. <laughs> uh, you know, Marcel, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm always amazed, and I imagine this will go away at some point, at the way you, you touch the audience and the way they react and how thankful they are for your words and your time. So um, I just want to echo that and say thank you. I, I, I appreciate you, and I appreciate you being here today. Oh, it's been great. Um, it's been nice. It's been nice to talk to an adult. I usually talk to my grandsons all day long. They're three and five, and I'll see them today. <laughs> so it's nice to talk about something other than uh, Flash and uh, Paw Patrol. Well, you're welcome here anytime. You know that. Always an open door. What's What's my name again? i, I got to remember this. Wapistaguan. Wapistaguan, which means white hair. White head of hair. White hair. White hair. Wapistaguan. <laughs> Okay, Marcel, uh, be well, my friend. Uh, We'll chat again. Take care, you and all your listeners. uh, Add me on Facebook, add me on Twitter, right? Yeah, well, uh, people are asking for for that. Spell your name for us on Twitter, because O-S, what do we got here? O-S-A-W-A-W, K-I-H-E-W, at Real Cree Warrior, right? Yeah. That's the Twitter handle. On Facebook, how do they find you? Um, on Facebook? Yeah. Well, it's Marcel. Yeah, Marcel Desjardins. I'm, uh... Marcel Desjardins. Okay, that's pretty easy. It is. I'm just, uh, trying to work on, uh, I gotta get back to work on... I've been away, I've been away dealing with my dad in the hospital with COVID and all that, and and his passing and his funeral, like, everything's been left by the wayside, so I gotta get back to the city when I'm done up here in the mountains and, uh, and roll up my sleeves and, and get my group home... Uh, which is licensed, mind you, uh, finally, and get my group home running or operational. Hopefully, I can figure that out. We're gonna uh, we're gonna have a talk about that. Okay, let's let's make a date. We'll get you on here, and uh, we'll talk about the work that you're doing and uh, how people can help you out. I know they can, 
and uh, we'll make that happen. But um, thank you for today, Marcel. Can't thank you enough. Come back anytime. Oh, thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank Take you care. very much. Uh, that's Marcel. Uh, our audience knows him as Golden Eagle, and I'm going to say our audience loves him as Golden Eagle. I, I, I mean, there's when we're having a day like today, um, unfortunately, some members of our audience use it as an opportunity to be jerks on the text line. Well, they use every day. And, you know, usually ignore them. Um, but on a day like today, you, you, you know what you're going to get. And we did for a while. But when Golden Eagle comes on, I don't know what it is about that man. Um, but everything just got positive in the audience. The text line quieted down with people just saying, I love this guy. I could listen to him all day. I, there's something about him, and I'm really glad he shared an hour with us today. Uh, but that's it. That's all the time we have. Thank you for listening today. Um, do something, right? That's the thing. Just set your intentions. If that's what it is, just take that first step.